This is a home to many, many, many people. And so seeing a festival at your home that is really top rate, it adds a lot. Welcome to season five of 76 West, recorded appropriately in an office at the corner of West 76th Street and Amsterdam Avenue in New York City. In past years, you've heard conversations with some of the great thinkers of our time. This season, you're going to hear the voice of one of them, Rabbi Joy Levitt. Sometimes she'll be by herself, sometimes accompanied by the amazing people who helped make the program she shepherded a reality. Joy works, worked, best in collaboration with others, people who pushed her, prodded, who inspired her as much as she inspired them. That's going to be, is, her legacy to the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan, a spirit of positivity, of moving onward and upward, taking a simple idea, a Jewish community center, and elevating it beyond what anyone would use as their definition. In this episode, Rabbi Joy Levitt discusses the birth of the JCC's Other Israel Film Festival with board member Carol Zabar, the namesake of the Carol Zabar Center for Film at the JCC. Founded in 2007, the Other Israel Film Festival presents cinema that inspires conversation, taking an in-depth look into Israeli and Palestinian societies and some of Israel's underrepresented populations. Creating such a festival is a powerful statement for any Jewish organization. But for this JCC, it made perfect sense. I remember that we were walking on 90th Street, probably either on the way to Carol's apartment or on the way from Carol's apartment. And you said, I have this idea to do a project, maybe you said festival, around the issue of propaganda. You were really interested in propaganda. And I had no idea what you meant by this, but as is my custom, I said, sure, let's let's have a conversation about that. And, you know, Yitzi Sablak, he's on our staff. He's fantastic. He runs our film program. Talk to him. That's what I remember. What do you remember? Carol Zabar. I had actually forgotten that till this moment, but that is absolutely accurate. And in talking to Yitzi, what I realized is I was most interested in the propaganda that Israel was putting out there that was not favorable toward Palestinian Israelis. They were called Israeli Arabs at the time. And I thought, Instead of doing propaganda, we could do a film festival that simply showcases how they live, who they are, films made by or about them, and that wouldn't be propaganda. That would be reality, which would be much better than propaganda. We struggled with really what to call it because... We wanted people to have the idea that these were things taking place in Israel. And after a long time, the other really became clear to me that that is used in sociology, etc. And people get that. 
Here's what I remember about the name. Um, the first was there was an Israel film festival. So there was, um, many people thought when we started it, we're the other Israel Film Festival. And that was a little complicated because that isn't what we meant ever. Um, the other thing I do remember was that the Israel, um, the cultural attache of the Israeli embassy was very upset with the name and felt like um, there is no other Israel, there's just one Israel. And as a result, they kind of were very lukewarm about promoting the festival in those early years. We're doing something very important by widening the audience for um, not just watching these great films and not just supporting these great filmmakers and actors and directors, but the conversations afterwards, and I wonder if you could say something about those conversations. So the conversations were really key because they were directors, actors, all kinds of people that our audiences don't normally get to see or hear. And I think in the time that the festival has evolved, it's gone from Arab Israelis who people were afraid of to Palestinian Israelis who people are worried about their rights. So it's really evolved both in Israel and here. And we have a huge audience that's incredibly interested in that. Do you recall anticipating controversy? I didn't anticipate any controversy at all because I didn't think people either knew enough or cared enough to get excited about it. And there turned out to be one person with a computer who marched up and down in front of the JCC and said that, whatever, this was not a good thing. You got all exercise. And I said, no, Joy, just don't give him any oxygen. The guy will go away which he did. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. you know, you and I are in different places here, right? I, I'm responsible for this institution. And this guy, um, it, it's true that he was one guy with a computer, but he was able to make a lot of noise. And um, one of the places that he made a lot of noise was with UJA. And I do remember that they were, for the first festival, co-sponsors of the festival, as you recall. And then I got a call from the head of UJA Federation say, get very nervous because this gentleman had gotten to, to UJA and, you know, there were a whole bunch of people that were now upset. And, and the CEO said to me, have you watched every film? Can you, like, vouch for every film? And I... And I remember saying, you know, actually, I, I run a big institution. No, I have not watched every film. That's not my job. I have full confidence in this project. There were pickets outside the building um, in the early years. Um, I would say maybe there were six people. Um, I, I, I do remember once... Um, and this actually wasn't the other Israel Film Festival. This was um, 
during the Gaza war, um, I think as a result of the film festival, we had built up a serious audience of Israelis who were deeply connected to, to, you know, these, this film festival. And one of them had come to me and said, you know, where a lot of us are here in New York, we're not fighting in Israel. We want to mourn the loss of our, our Israeli brethren and Palestinian brethren um, who have died. Can we hold a, a tekes, a, um, a ceremony at the JCC? And we said, sure. And, um, and in this case, as I recall, there was some organization that held up free Gaza posters because they erroneously believed that this ceremony was only going to mourn the loss of, Pal of Israeli soldiers and not Palestinians. And so this was a left-wing organization protesting at the JCC. Um, I remember I was sitting shiva for my father-in-law, and I got a call from security. You got to come down here. There are these people holding signs saying, free Gaza. Meanwhile, all these people are coming in to go swimming, saying, like, why is the JCC, like, a, supposed to free Gaza? <laughs> it was kind of nuts, as I recall. But you're right, Carol. I would say that the... There was much more heat than light in these protests, and we stood firm. The other thing we did was widen the conversation to include other minorities in Israel. So it became a film festival about Israel and its minority population. So we showed films about Druzim, and we showed films about um, foreign workers and you know other groups, partly because always, and I will say that I think this is the hallmark of the festival, it had to be a good film. We were not making a point here with a bad film. That's so true. But during the time that the festival exists, we became aware that one of the racist parts of Israel is not toward Arabs, but toward Mizrahim, Jews of North African um, birth, Jews that come from the Arab countries, and that the country was what run by what we call here old white men. So we became very aware of that, and we began showing a lot of pictures that showed the difficulties of, we showed one picture, I remember, that was Jews from Morocco that were kind of lured to Israel, dumped on a bus, taken down to the Negev, and dumped out of the bus with some planks of wood and said, here, build yourself a town. It, it was really awful. And I, the time I lived in Israel, from 61 to 65, I saw these places, Mabarot. And I was aware of the racism, but not the way I am now. It's just different. I just went with the flow. And the only thing that we cared about in picking out these films was if they were good films, period. Right. We just didn't have any other idea. But I would say, is it fair to say that at the beginning, we were 
really looking at films that depicted the daily lives of Israeli Arabs or Palestinian Arab Israelis, however we call them at this point, or they call themselves. But we were we were going to stay out of the conflict, um, and we were going to just look. So, like a movie, as I recall, like Dolphin Boy or Syrian Bride. I used to describe the festival by by talking about Syrian Bride because that was a movie that had sweet, sweet nothing to do with the conflict. I mean, everything has something to do Clara with the conflict. Right, right. Or Dolphin Boy, where it's this amazing story. It's actually a true story of this child who gets beat, an Arab kid who gets beat up by an Arab, not by a Jew, is treated by a Jewish doctor in the Galil, as I recall, and then sent to Elat to swim with dolphins and be part of this international community that really helps him heal. So it was like poster child. But over the years, I think it either became less possible to stay out of the conflict or we started becoming more interested in it. Am I right about that? Are you right on both scores. First of all, um, I have a friend who actually is a Palestinian director, and he said to me, this is before the festival started, you are going to run out of Palestinian films which was true, because there just aren't that many Palestinian directors, there's not that many producers that want to produce them, and we did start running out of them, and we realized that we had to widen our scope. So, from just focusing on the daily lives of Palestinians, we began widening it and showing how Israel was created and how the inequities were created. And I, Remember, watch screening a film at home which showed the massacre at Dil Yassin with somebody who had a camera embedded so you could actually see what happened. And it was so horrible. I said to Yitzi, I don't think we can show this. I think it's too mean. He said, you underestimate your audience. And we did show it. And our audience was, of course, disturbed by it, but nobody said, why are you showing this to us? The thing I've learned most about the power of film is that one cannot avert one's eyes. That's the thing about film, right? I can choose not to look at the New York Times. I can choose not to see what is actually literally in front of my eyes when I'm in Israel, but I can avert my eyes. But when you're watching a movie, uh, uh, unless you're you know, somebody who falls asleep in the movies, um, you gotta watch it. And, and, um, and it's hard to walk out. You know, it's particularly was hard to walk out given the seating in our, in our auditorium, but, but so you stay. And when you stay and you don't avert your eyes, you come out wiser. And we all need to be wiser. We all need to be more compassionate. We all need to have our opinions disrupted by the possibility that we are wrong. I think that's what film does, and it's why the other Israel Film Festival is so successful.
First of all, I'm proud that it's evolved to what it has. I'm also really proud of the relationship that I have with Yitzi Zablocki. We make a really wonderful team. I think I strengthen his weak points. He's not that he has any. And he strengthens mine much more because he's not afraid to give me a hard time. Um, but I'm really proud that we did this. And I'm, you know, and there's so many people that's like my husband with Zabars. People thank him all the time. People come up to me and thank me all the time. This is throughout the year. So that I could do, you know, with my tiny brain, that I could do something like this. It's really, I'm going to be 79 on August 19th, which is two and a half, but yeah, two and a half weeks from now. So that I could have done something like this is, like they say, a machaya. That's Rabbi Joy Levitt and Carol Zabar. 76 West is a presentation of the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan. The series was produced and edited by me, Eric Winnick. Our theme music was written and performed by Peril Wolf. If you enjoy this podcast, please check out the other seasons of 76 West, available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else podcasts are available. You can also listen to our episodes at mmjccm.org slash 76-West. Please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. Every little bit helps. Until next time, we'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>